Hello, 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 listeners. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to do an episode today called Lessons from Las Vegas. So you know this is going to be good. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about this trip I recently went on, and then we're going to talk about the lessons from it. So several months back, when we were still hopeful that sometime the pandemic would end and the world would open up, we planned a trip that was really kind of a um, an impromptu last minute thing. I mean, last minute thing three months ahead of time. But we were we kind of had several couples invite themselves on a trip to Vegas for one of our friends who was going to be celebrating their anniversary. So they were planning to go to Vegas. And then some of us, other couples thought, hey, we should join. This would be a great time. Let's do a couples trip. Fantastic. Let's do that. Flash forward. There's a spike in the pandemic. Um, no shows are opening. We can't get tickets to anything, but we're still committed. We're going to this. We're going to have a, a weekend away, a long weekend. And then about a week before the trip, we hear from the couple whose anniversary it was, um, they were not going to be able to go due to an unexpected medical procedure. So there are two couples remaining and um, we're like, hey, we're just going to do this. And it wasn't either of I our ideas to go to Vegas, that might not have been our destination of choice, but we had hotels and flights and we were going to do it. So here's here's a rundown of just some of the things that happened on this trip. One, we get to Vegas and we find out like it is impossible to get into a restaurant. You cannot go to a sit down restaurant for about a week. Everything is on reservation because the state was in, you know, 25% capacity, totally understandable, safety first. But we were not prepared for the fact that you could not get into a restaurant for literally a week. So we mostly ate street food. All right. Then um, flash forward to, I think it was the day, we were only there for about three days and it was the day before we were leaving and we're running out the door because we're, we're about to go on a gondola ride at the Venetian. We're meeting up with our friends. We're running out the door. I'm like, ooh, always a good idea to go to the bathroom first. You ladies know what I'm talking about. And I'm getting out and my zipper in my pants broke. Like I could not, like I took the pants off and tried to, the zipper broke. So then it's a last minute wardrobe change. So we're running a little bit late. And those of you who get around in Vegas know, like it's, it's a bit of a trek to get from here to there. So we're running late, we run out of the hotel and then no lie, my crossbody purse, the strap breaks. My purse goes flying as we're running down the strip. Um, so I pick up the remains, I'm carrying my, purse. We barely make it to the gondola ride in time, but we make it. Also, here's another event that happened. We were about probably a mile and a half from our hotel and the weather that day was like 60 and sunny and it showed in the afternoon there was going to be a chance of some wind, but that's all we knew from the forecast. So again, we're about a, a little over a mile probably from our hotel and there suddenly is probably a 10 degree temperature change. The It starts, there's wind, like tiles are falling, are flying off of roofs. Um, there's a a little bit of rain at first I couldn't tell if it was just spray from some of the fountains but I think it was sprinkling a little bit so we're out with you know dressed for 60 degree weather we don't have rain gear with us we don't have umbrellas and we're just like darting into the nearest hotel we can get in to get some respite from the weather 
So does it stop there, Jessica? No, it doesn't. Let me tell you about another event that happened while we're in Vegas. We um, were planning to attend a murder mystery dinner and we had the address from the, the website and we run out to get a car and it's a good 30 minutes. We're trying to get a, any car, ride share, taxi, whatever. There's nothing that's picking up showing there's a car nearby. So we wait about 30 minutes. We're trying to get something to come get us. Then we spy a random taxi on the street, take off down like a back hidden stairwell and we get the taxi. We get in this taxi and we get to our destination um, with about four minutes to spare. So I don't know, for those of you who are familiar with Las Vegas, I don't know if it was the pandemic, Valentine's weekend, the Chinese New Year. I don't know what it was, but getting a car was not as easy as it typically was. So anyway, we get in our car, we drive, it's probably about a 25 minute ride to where we were trying to go. We get to the destination literally four minutes before the show is supposed to start only to learn <laughs> that they had moved the venue about two weeks prior and they didn't update their website. So the venue is actually about um, 20 minutes across town from where we're at. So we did not make it to our murder mystery dinner. No worries, little parentheses here. We were able to get a refund, so that's kind of nice. Um, and does the adventure end there? Do the snafus end there? No, they do not. We um, get... Our last day comes, we get to the airport a couple hours before our flight, so we have plenty of time. We get from Vegas to Phoenix, and as soon as we walk into the Phoenix airport, we get notification that our flight to San Antonio has been canceled because we are having like an unprecedented ice and snowstorm in South Texas. And if you are not familiar with South Texas, there is not the infrastructure to handle ice and snow. So all the flights were canceled for that day. And we were told there aren't any flights into San Antonio until Friday. What day was it, Jessica? It was Monday. So it was Monday in Phoenix. There were no flights home until Friday. So we, you know, scramble to the the um, desk attendant to try to see what we can do. Can we get close? Is there anything in surrounding airports? Nothing, nothing, nothing. So we go, we take a, you have to take a tram to get to where the rental cars are. So we go to the rental car area and we're standing in line for probably, it's a probably an hour long line. Um, we go to a couple of the other places because there was no one in line and only to learn that they were completely out of rental cars. And then we learn that some of the rental car places are ceasing one-way travel um, because they wouldn't have any cars left. So we're standing in line. Y'all, we lucked out though. We got a car. Um, we got us a mini, well, we were asking for a minivan. We ended up getting an SUV to embark on our uh, impromptu 14-hour road trip to get home. Um, and then about halfway, we thought we should stop um, overnight for rest and then make a, a two-day trip. So we're looking for hotels in, sort of in western Texas, and there's a small town that has a few. And so we start to select one. There were two rooms left. I was like, perfect. That's exactly what we need. I go to select it, and it's sold out. And then every hotel motel in this small town was sold out except for one. And we got it. We got the last two rooms. And this is the, this is not a hotel. This is a motel where like you have the external doors, 
but y'all had a bed, it had a warm shower, we're going for it. Um, and so what this also meant was that one our dear friend that was along for the trip, um, she, her birthday was uh, happened. It was Tuesday, Tuesday, so she got to wake up on her forty first birthday in um, an external room door motel um, and got to have you know instant coffee and plastic wrapped danishes on her birthday. But I don't want to fail to mention like some fantastic friends as well. That's raising my hand. That would be me. So I share all of that because this is this is what was happening on our Vegas trip. And you might think, wow, that trip sounds kind of horrible. That was a bit of a disaster. But I would be remiss for not sharing with you the other fantastic things that happen. Um, so when, so it was probably the night before I was leaving, I happened to be on a group FaceTime with a couple of my lifelong best friends and I'm, and I was saying like, Hey, we're about to head out just kind of as an aside, like, yeah, we're getting ready to head out to Vegas tomorrow. And one of my best friends, since we were nine years old said, I'm in Vegas right now. She lives in LA. So it's about a five hour drive for her, but she happened to be in Vegas seeing some friends. And so she was like, look, I'll just stick around, pick you guys up from the airport. So like, in what world does that happen? That like my best friend that I haven't seen with the pandemic, it's probably been a couple of years that we've seen each other in person. And she just happened to be unexpectedly in Vegas when I arrived. That was fantastic. Um, Also, we had lots of adventures. Uh, The snafus aside, we had other fun adventures and many first with friends, like things that some of us had never done. We got to share for the first time with our spouses and with each other. Also, fun fact, we were um, there again. I mentioned that we don't we were having some food problems because there weren't any restaurants we could get into. So one night it was kind of late. We were trying to get back to our hotels and we were amongst ourselves planning, like, where are we going to be able to get food at this hour? And the Uber driver that was, um, carting us around town had just gone to the grocery store and she was adamant that she was going to share her bundle of bananas with us. So we left that Uber ride with four bananas in hand. Um, We were not going to starve that night. Uh, Also at every meal, at every gathering, I think I might have overdosed with laughter. There was so much laughter and I know it's cliche and trite and we hear this, that laughter is like medicine for the soul. You guys, it is. Also, another fantastic um, aspect of the trip was I had a giant bathtub with jets in my bathroom in the hotel we were staying in. And I don't know about you guys, but I love a good bathtub. So I think I got in it every, like it's one time every day at some point. I didn't care. It was like maybe I had an hour between things in the middle of the day. I was in that bathtub. Also, I had we I it might have been one of the only hotels in the city that has a balcony. We got one. So we had this beautiful balcony with a view and it's Vegas. So I had like the Eiffel Tower, Bellagio fountains at a fantastic view. And I got to sit out there and do my morning pages on this comfy patio for our balcony furniture and beautiful views. Love and life. Also, as I mentioned before, we got this wasn't planned. We had planned to be home on Monday, but since our trip got extended, I got to unexpectedly share and celebrate Don's 41st birthday, even if it might have been in a motel with some bad coffee and um, expired danishes. We still got to share that day together. So 
all of that to say, I wanted to share a couple, well, more than a couple of experiences to just share this reminder that like this trip was beautiful. It was wild. It was unexpected. And it was such a microcosm of life. You've probably heard me on here before say life is 50, 50, right? Like it's no matter what's happening in life, it usually is going to balance out to like 50% of the time. It's like stuff that we want to happen. And it's what we would call good. And about 50% of the time, it's things that we, we don't necessarily love, or we wouldn't want to have happen. And that's that's really what happened in Vegas, but it was 50-50, yet it was 100% worth it, right? Like, imagine all of the stories that we have now. Um, and so I wanted to share kind of some lessons that came up for me. Um, and and it started when we were sitting in the airport, again, in this line that was, it probably took us an hour or so to get to the front of the rental station line. And I was hearing, you know, I'm standing there with 350 of our closest friends trying to get to rental car. And I found myself feeling like really genuinely overwhelmed with gratitude. Um, I've spent many a nights uh, sleeping in either airports or the airport, you know, motel of choice um, because I'd missed a flight. And and in in the past, those had been time like I was alone. I was trying to get somewhere for work or um, many. There were a couple times when I was trying to when Joe and I were dating long distance. I was trying to get to him, um, and I was so I was usually alone sleeping in the airport or sleeping in. Um, um, you know, whatever hotel motel the airport put me up in. But this time I happened to be with like people I love. I was with my husband that I love and these two amazing friends. Um, and so I was feeling a lot of gratitude. And I heard some people around us expressing some really profound distress. They were needing to get home for a work shift. Um, we, the four of us happened to be in, you know, employment situations where we really had the luxury of, of flexible work schedules where this was an inconvenience, but it wasn't a crisis for us that the travel was delayed. And that concept of this is an inconvenience, but not a crisis kind of became the theme of that afternoon and the, the subsequent travel day. Like all of the calls to reschedule appointments, reschedule meetings, move around reservations, um, missed reservations, not able to get reservations for a hotel, etc. Those were inconvenient, but they're not a crisis. The extra money that we had to spend on rental cars and gas and lodging, again, it was an inconvenience and not a crisis. So I, I was, I was, it was a perspective moment for me. Um, and so again, I was thinking as I was, again, we had a little extra time as we're riding in a vehicle for um, 14 hours. I was thinking, wow, there are really several lessons from Las Vegas coming up for me. And so I'm going to share just six here that I, that, were, that I started to ponder in my 14-hour car ride back to home. And one was the importance of and the power of mindset and perspective. So I shared a handful of events that took place over a span of probably about 48 hours. And any one of those could have ruined an entire trip, an entire day, an entire week, but we have the power to choose. We get to be intentional with our minds and decide what we want to make of an experience. Because here's the thing, life's not happening at us. Things don't happen to us. Things just happen. And we get to create whatever meaning we choose. 
So tomorrow, you might turn off your alarm in the middle of your sleep. You might oversleep, miss a meeting, burn your toast, run out of gas, stub your toe, and you know, then hear a sad country song to wrap it all up. And those are all just things that happen. And you get to decide how you think about those things, how you feel about those things, and what you do. Like, how cool is that? Like, we get to be the boss of our life. Lesson number two, be open. Be open and be flexible. And look, you all probably know, I've mentioned it on here a few times, I'm a prior planner. So so don't get me wrong, making plans is okay, but allow for the unexpected. Be flexible with change and uncertainty because often that's the juicy part. When we stay open to life and let it be an adventure, we get so much more than we expected And we don't waste any time on regret or wishing something was different than it was. Like, again, as I was sitting at the airport waiting for our rental car and not knowing, I really thought, like, there is no way we're going to get a car. Like, by the time we get to the front of that line, all the cars are going to be gone. Right. So we could have sat like in, you know, our our dirty diaper of misery and we all could have been like complaining and lamenting and snarky with each other. And that could have just been time that was wasted. Right. Time that we waste in the funk. And we just have the opportunity to, to look at it differently. Be open, be flexible. Lesson number three, do things that make you uncomfortable. It will reveal your mind to you. It will show you the blocks that get in, a, in the way of your expansiveness, your greatness, and your truth. And it gives you the chance to see what you're capable of. Also, side note, it gets you, it's a chance to explore things that you enjoy that you might not have known. For example, the entire Vegas trip, I'm going to be honest, like if I was choosing a long weekend or a place to get away to, Vegas wouldn't have been the top of my choice, but I had a phenomenal time, not in spite of all of the debacles, like kind of because of them, like it just was an opportunity for me to try on being like a super flexible person mentally and otherwise, um, And the same, one of the activities we did was an ATV, like four-wheeler excursion. And one of our travel partners was a little bit terrified. Like this was really outside her comfort zone. And at the end of that, she's like, look, I'm a rock star. Like that was a blast. But again, if we don't do things that make us uncomfortable, if we don't step outside our comfort zone, we miss a lot of opportunities to see what we're capable of and to see things that we wouldn't think would land well for us that absolutely do. Um, number four lesson, this is just kind of a throw in and this is going to be obvious to you all, but like good friends are so important, like surround yourself with your tribe, make time for them, do things with them, activity with them, connect with them. Community of people is just, you know, like uh, one of the all time highs for me, but it's so important for our growth, for our life experience, for love, for fulfillment, all of the good things. Good friends are important. Lesson number five was a reminder for me of the the importance of getting away. Get out of your routine. Um, Even when we have time off or downtime, when you're at home, you know this. It's like, oh, I have laundry to do. I need to dust. Uh, Oh, I need to clean out the closet and the garage. I need to go grocery shopping. They're just, it's hard to get away from the demands of daily life when we're still at home. So this trip was a reminder of just the importance of getting away. And I know that's really tricky right now in the world we're living 
in and the pandemic. Um, but this was a, a lesson for me. Get away, spend time with your spouse or your significant other or people who are important to you. Spend time with them outside of daily routines. Um, it's just medicine for the mind, medicine for the soul. And last but not least, number six lesson from Las Vegas is Order of operations matter. And this is like a PSA announcement. For all you mathematicians out there, you know that order of operations matter. Um, college folks, like I think there was that little ditty back in the college day of like, you know, beer before liquor or whatever. Like there are order of operations when it comes to consumption. Um, but it's this is also applicable to life. There were a couple of times on the trip I found myself saying, hey, it's a really good thing we did X, Y, or Z earlier today because it wouldn't have happened later this evening when we had planned to do it because all of the unexpected things were happening. But this was a really good life reminder of do the important things first because you just never know what's going to happen. So this was a, an unexpected trip. It was so good in ways that I didn't even know it would be. And it was such a mess in ways that I didn't even know could be useful to me. <laughs> but um, what it brought up was six lessons for life that I hope resonate with you. And that is what I have for you this week, my friends. Until next time, stay open, stay free. Stay free.